If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call it. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us right now with your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are standing by to help you get the job done. The number is one 888 Pit. 888-666-3974. Exactly what kinds of jobs can we help you do? Well, it's cold outside right now, except if you live in Florida, and we're tired of hearing you brag. So <laughs> I've got a pool. How do I fix my pool deck? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or those in Hawaii. We don't want to hear Aloha. it anymore. For the rest of us, we're tackling all sorts of decorating projects inside the house. We're working on bathrooms right now. We can see it. We track these phone calls that come in year-round, and we know the projects you're working on now. We know you're working on the floors. You're working on the walls. You're working on the decorating. There's a lot of kitchen remodeling going on. We're here to help you get those jobs done. Pick up the phone right now and call us at one eight 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 money pit Maybe you're sitting around enjoying a warm fire today. Are you sick and tired of the mess it takes to get that fire started? In today's program, we're going to have a tip on a natural fire starter that can help you out. And also this hour, we're going to be talking about your master bedroom. I know it's your personal space and you don't just sleep in there. We want it to be your retreat. And if you want it to be your retreat, why the heck doesn't it look like one? We're going to help you master your master bedroom a little later. And we're also giving away a set of garden shovels from Ames True Temper. They're worth 70 bucks. If you want to win them, call us right now at one 888 money pit 888-666-3900. All callers to today's program will have their names tossed in the Money Pit hard hat. If we choose yours, they're going out the door to you. Leslie, who's first? Renee in Texas has a fireplace project. What can we help you with? Hi. Uh, Yes, I'd like to know if I can. I have a brick front fireplace, and I'd like to cement over it so that it looks like stucco and matches the wall. Is that possible? Sure. Why not? Okay. So how, how would I go about doing that? Are you sure you want to do it? Because once you put it on the brick, you'll never be able to get the brick back again. Positive. We've changed the entire look of the house, and it no longer matches. Okay. Well, I think that you could stuck it right on top of the brick without any material underneath of it. So you wouldn't have to put in a mesh or anything like that because you usually get good adhesion to the brick. Has the brick ever been painted? Uh, no, it has not. All Perfect. right. Well, I, I think you can stucco right over that. There's, you, know, you, you can choose your stucco color, mix up the one that you want, and go ahead and apply it right to the brick. And it should adhere perfectly, and you'll just stucco right over it. It's really a pretty easy project to do. Is there anything special for the texture? Yeah, I like the texture, because that's sort of what the walls look like. They kind of mm-hmm. have that rough, cementish kind of a look. Right. Is it sort of spiky? Uh, yeah, it is kind of spiky. Is that done, Tom, with those brooms, or how, how is that done? I know they have a lot of different stucco finishing products. You know, when it's done in a circle, it's done with sort of a broom that's twisted. There's a lot of different techniques that you can use that sort of create that stipple. 
Well, that's Different. true. And one, one way to do it is after you put the stucco on is to hit it with a wallpaper brush, one of those thick, wide brushes. And you do it sort of in short twists. With, of the wrist, and that gives you a different kind of a stipple uh, effect to it. Um, but, but generally, applying the stucco, pretty easy job. Uh, mix it up. You might want to look into some of the epoxy-based stuccos because you'll probably get better adhesion there. Uh, mask off the floor, mask everything off, and put it on in thin coats and probably do a couple of coats to it. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Good point, though, Leslie. You want to be very careful about taking that step because once you go, you can't go back. Cool. We're going to get a call 10 years from now. I just bought a house in Texas, and the fireplace is stuccoed. How do I yeah. get rid of it? If we were doing this show 20 years ago, we would get all these calls where people say, you know, that new textured paint out there, I just love it. How do we apply that stuff? Yar. And what do we get now? Everybody wants to get rid of it. How do I apply paneling to my walls? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was just out at the carpet store and I saw this great product. It's called Shag. It's great. I'm looking at a three-inch pile. Is that a good idea? Instead of a door, I'm going to put in beads. <laughs> I got a lava lamp. That's right. Ed in Pennsylvania is looking to buy an old building and needs some advice. How can we help? It's a building I'm, I'm currently renting. I'm thinking of buying. Uh, and... What I'm concerned about is it's such an old building. I can't tell if there's asbestos in the basement. There's this nasty stuff wrapped around some of the pipes and, uh, you know, other, other nasty things there in the ceiling. Is it a steam heating system, Ed? Yes, it is. It's steam heating. Okay, it most likely is if it's an old uh, steam boiler. That was very typical. Uh, there's the kind of asbestos that's wrapped around that is called air cell asbestos. It looks a bit like corrugated cardboard, but it's whitish. And then around the elbows, it's, it's packed, kind of looks a little like plaster. And that's very, very typical. Now, if the asbestos is intact, it's not deteriorated, it's not Crumbling falling off way. and crumbly, right. Um, if it was in that condition, we would consider it friable, and that's the buzzword that means it's time to do something about it. If it's fairly intact, then you can leave it alone, and you are really at very little risk of exposure. However, if it's deteriorated, or if that basement is an area that's going to have a lot of activity, like I wouldn't want to send the kids down there you know, with balls thrown around and stuff like that, where they're going to smack it, could and, crack it. You know, and release it to the air. But if it's not deteriorated, then I think it's okay to leave it in place. Now, if you do want to remove it, it's definitely not a do-it-yourself job. It has to be done professionally. Fairly complicated mm -hmm. because asbestos fibers themselves are actually lighter than smoke. And so when you release asbestos fibers to the air, if there was no wind, it would take eight hours for them to hit the ground. That's how light and wow, airy they are. Yeah, so you have to be really careful to do it. What happens is you have an asbestos abatement company come in and they actually depressurize that space. So anything that gets into the air gets drawn immediately outside. It has to be packaged properly and disposed of properly. So it's a fairly complex process. What I would recommend that you do is hire a professional home inspector. Absolutely to get that home inspected before you go any further. You can find a good one by going to the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors, a nonprofit organization that tests and certifies its members, and that's at ASHI.org, A-S-H-I.org. That's the best way to really understand what you're dealing with there mm -hmm. and know what steps need to be taken. And you know what, Ed? It's also going to help you if you do decide to make an offer on the building because then you know exactly what needs to be fixed, and you can use that as a negotiating tool. You know, perhaps maybe they'll fix it or you'll fix it or it'll reduce the price. It's good to know what's going on before you do invest such a huge chunk of change. Exactly, yeah. Well, it sounds like this is going to be a chunk of change to get rid of all this stuff, so I appreciate the thoughts. You're welcome, Ed. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, even your home design question. This time of year, you want to spruce things up indoors. So call us anytime you like, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, they're plentiful, they're pretty, and they're free. Learn where to find some natural fire starters for your fireplace after this. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after doing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust, and that brand is Ream. Ream tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Ream tankless units never run out of hot water and cost 25% less to run. Ream's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. That's SmarterHotWater.com. I trust Ream for my hot water, and so can you. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud sensor i60 just for becoming a member you will save money with your membership we guarantee it call 1-866-REAL-HOME that's 1-866-REAL-HOME it's a no-brainer but you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a classic craft fiberglass entryway from thermatrue Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a Classic Craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. Today, all Americans are feeling the pinch of high energy prices. And this winter, the cost of heating your home could account for nearly half of your energy bill. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman with steps you can take to save money and make your home more energy efficient. First, give your home furnace or heat pump a checkup to ensure it's running as efficiently as possible. Proper insulation in attic, ceilings, floors, crawl spaces, and exterior and basement walls can save 30% on your home energy bill. And insulate the heating ducts even in unheated areas of your house. Finally, installing a programmable thermostat will ensure you don't pay 
for energy you aren't using. Program the thermostat down to 65 degrees for 8 hours a day to reduce your heating bill by up to 10%. You have the power to make a difference. You can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more energy efficiency tips, please visit our website at www.doe.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where hitting the nail on the head is not just a saying, it's a way of life. I'm Tom Kreitler. <laughs> and I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. One caller we talked to today is going to win a great set of shovels from Ames True Temper, worth 70 bucks. If you want to win it, you got to call right now, 888-666-3974. We will toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat. If we choose yours, they're going out the door to you. Man, a shovel prize package just makes my back ache, and it makes me feel <laughs> tired from all of those potential digging projects. No, you know, Ames has those ergo shovels that are like with the bent handles and stuff, so they're really easy to use. Uh, still, it's making me sleepy just thinking about it. And, you know, anytime I think of a shovel, of course, me living in the Northeast, I start thinking about shoveling stuff. No. And then that sort of puts my mind to curling up in front of a roaring fire on a chilly winter day. For those of you who live in the warmer areas, you're missing out with a fireplace. But if you have trouble with your fireplace where you live and you think, oh, it's tough to find kindling or I have a hard time starting the fire, you've got a trick for you here. Dried out pine cones. They make a great natural fire starter. You can find them in your backyard, take a walk around the park, pick them up. They are free. They work great in a fireplace or even a wood burning stove. And if you're feeling a little crafty, creative, Martha Stewart-like, go ahead and dip them in some melted scented wax before you use them. You can melt down old candles that you've got around the house. It doesn't matter what color they are because they're going to go into the fireplace. When you do melt candle wax, you want to use a double pan boil system where you take a larger pot, fill it with water, get it boiling, and then put another pot on top of that and melt the candle wax so that you're not actually putting the wax on top of the burner. And then don't use that pot again for anything that you're going to eat. Use that specifically for crafting. It's going to really help to keep your fire going. And then all that beautiful wax that you've got on those pine cones are going to just release a nice fresh scent into the air. So it's great for the holidays, birthday parties, any time of year. If you want to put that nice fresh scent into the air at home, it works great. That's the smell of a good home improvement. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Marion in Massachusetts. Welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have a musty smell in my home. And I've tried uh, airing it out, but it doesn't seem to help. Where are you finding this odor? Is it in the basement? Is it? It's um, mainly in the main house. So throughout the entire house, on the first floor, second floor, even where you have... The the first floor. Have you had a lot of rain? Uh, No, but I did have a leak in uh, a Frigidaire that went down, Mm -hmm. probably through the floor. What kind of heating system do you have, Marion? I have um, a hot water. Hot water. So you have a very humid heating system, which is not unusual because you're going to have a lot of moisture in the house when that happens. So the musty smell is pretty consistent with that. I think what you're going to have to do is take some steps to reduce that level of humidity in the house. And 
The way you do that is by starting on the outside of the house, looking at the grading and the drainage. This is the angle of the soil around the house. You're trying to reduce the amount of moisture that gets around the foundation perimeter. If you reduce the moisture in your house, usually can reduce those odors as well. So grading and drainage to the outside foundation, which means keep an eye on the landscape and make sure the water's the soil is sloping away from the wall. Keep an eye on the roof gutters. Make sure they're they're free flowing. They're empty. They're not clogged, and the downspouts are extending out well away from that foundation perimeter. Inside the house, take a look at the roof ventilation. You want to make sure that you've got vents on the roof because what happens is you get moisture that traps at the foundation. It works its way up through inside the house. It builds up a vapor pressure, and it kind of sits and adds to that musty, moist smell that's going on inside the house. And if you can move some of that air through, you're going to reduce that odor. Oh, Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Moisture Management 101 here on the Money Pit Radio Show. Marvin in Texas has something going on with the tiles on his project. What can we help you with? Uh, my wife and I put uh, Saltia tile in our townhouse about three years ago when we bought it and started trying to remodel it. And these were the completely raw, un- unfinished ones, correct? Well, actually, they they were pre-sealed. Um, they had a sealer already on them, but we came in and sealed, you know, the grout area around it later. Okay. But uh, rubber sticks to it, so we can't put any kind of pad under rugs to put them down on it. And we even, we even put a mat by the back door, and it stuck to it so bad that when we peeled it up, I, I had to strip all of that down mm. to, to get it cleaned off. And we haven't been able to find anything that'll that'll work where we can even use our rugs. Uh, we just can't find any kind of a pad that's not rubber that will go under our rugs and stuff to put on there, and that's the only thing seems to have we tr- have trouble with. Mm. It's just something rubber. I mean, I can even put down a bag like a rubber bag on the floor, and it'll stick to it over huh. overnight. Interesting, because these saltilla tiles, you know, Tom, they're those beautiful handmade Mexican tiles. Right. They're 12 square. They usually have little animal footprints in them. They're mm-hmm. all handmade That's in Mexico. It. They're gorgeous. But, you know, yep. usually you see them and they're non-sealed. They're as porous as the day is yeah, long. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, gosh, I've never heard about this rubber sticking to it. And really, if you're looking at a carpet backer, you don't want to use any other material because then you're going to skid. Exactly. Sometimes when you put rubber mats over different products, you get a chemical reaction between the two. For example, if you tried to put a rubber mat on a vinyl floor, very often the vinyl turns yellow because of an oxidation that occurs between the two products. I'm wondering if you're having something similar to that between the rubber. Well, why don't you try this? Why don't you try resealing just one or two tiles in maybe the corner of the room with one of the tile sealing products and see if that gives you that kind of release that you need for this. Okay. You have a particular sealer, in, just any sealer? Any sealer that's rated for an unglazed tile, even though it has a glazing on it, I would suggest huh? trying that. Okay. But try it on just a couple of tiles, because it may be that this existing sealer that's on there is just breaking down. It, at, at times, I even thought that it, it had never really dried. But, you yeah. know, right here, so it mm-hmm. should have had time. And it's, it's plenty dry, but... Uh, well, that's why I say it could be a defect in the sealer, and that's why perhaps yeah. a second layer might help. There's a good company that actually makes a ton of products for Saltillo tiles, and it's a company called Aquamix, and they make two types of sealers. One is a sealer's choice gold, and the other is a penetrating sealer, and they're both water-based, which means that they're going to allow moisture evaporation, and they're going to dry quickly. So that could be a good right. option to, to give it a whirl. All right. We're right near Amarillo, Texas, so that maybe they'll have it there. 
Yeah, and if you can't find it, go to their website. It's aquamix.com. I'm sure you can find a dealer locator there as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck. Unusual problem. Hope we helped you out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. We're going to talk to Dawn in North Dakota, who's having a paint situation. What's going on at your Money Pit? Hi. Um, we purchased a house uh, recently, and on the entryway, about halfway up from the bottom, halfway up, they they put a textured paint. It's kind of like a velvet paint, I think is what they call it. feels like there's sand in there. And oh, then yeah, yeah. From about halfway up, from that point, then all the way up to the ceiling, which is a bi-level, so it's quite a ways up, then it is just a regular you know, uh, texture that a person would put on the wall. And we're wondering, so then they put a you know piece of wallpaper border in between the two, and we'd like to take the wallpaper out and then just basically make it one color. But, of course, there's that line there, you know, between where the texture have, paint have, and the rest. So you have a smooth wall and then a textured wall below it with a piece of wallpaper as a border between the two? <laughs> right. That's, um, that's pretty creative. It's the wallpaper chair rail. <laughs> you know, of all, right. of all the texture wall horror stories we have heard, that's a, that's a unique one for me right there. <laughs> all right, Dawn, how is that wallpaper border attached? Any idea? Is it really firmly stuck on there, or can you sort of peel oh. it away in some places? In fact, we have we have started peeling away thinking that we could, you know, do it, and it's actually been peeled away for about six months now. And so, yeah, the the wallpaper border comes off fine, but now there is definitely that ridge there, you know, between the two. And, you know, I suppose the person could sand, but I suppose you're going to have to really basically retexture that whole area. I'm not really sure, though, if there's an, another way to do it. Well, I think the paint texture that you're talking about on the lower half is something called a suede texture, which you're right. There's sand in there. Um, okay. And it, I mean, it does lay on a pretty hefty texture. So your best bet is to try some sanding. If that really okay. becomes a major pain in the butt, you might want to think about texturing the entire wall surface just to sort of even everything out. If that's okay. not an option for you, you can think about covering that lower portion with like a beadboard wainscoting with some beautiful oh. molding that maybe you cantilever out to make a little rail to rest, I don't know, a candle on or something <laughs> as you enter into that front entrance area. That's that's a great idea. I've never thought of that. Yeah. And that could help really, you know, given that you have such a high ceiling there, you can do a paneling or the wainscoting, you know, to an even higher height, and that could create sort of a nice entranceway. It would be. Yep. No, that's a great idea. And it probably matched the shag carpet underneath it, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not quite there. All right, Don. I'm only picking on you. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, let's talk master bedrooms. They should be your sanctuary, but why do they often seem like a cave? Find out how to master your master suite next. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Rheem. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Soup to nuts and floorboards to shingles. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on today? Are you planning out that bedroom or bathroom of your dreams? Well, face it, when it comes to your master bedroom, you don't just sleep there. It's your absolute retreat and oasis from your daily hectic lives. So why doesn't it look like that? You know, is your master suite really fit for a king or that relaxing place you dream of? Well, let's talk about the whole concept of 
suite. I mean, it typically, we just think of it as a room, but a suite is really what it is. And that's what people are building today. That includes not only the bedroom, the bathrooms, the closets, but even some, even some sitting areas. You know, I've seen a lot of gorgeous homes recently where they had a lovely sitting area that perhaps could double as a nursery when the baby is small and then turn into a great space for the parents when the kid gets kicked out, you know, over to their <laughs> own room. You know, but put all that together, though, into one neat package takes some skill. Here to help us master the master suite is Kevin Ireton. Kevin is the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Tom. Hi, Leslie. This is one of those projects that gives you a great return on investment, both financially and also uh, psychologically. It's, it's a nice place to have if you do it right. But how do you pull it together? Well, you're certainly, you're certainly right. It, it, takes, it takes space if you got it. But even if you don't have a lot of space, you, you can figure this out. And as you mentioned, is the key is a closet, a bedroom, and a bathroom, and combining those things in a smart way. Um, now, let's start with the bathroom. Um, if people want everything, then they want two sinks. They want a separate uh, shower and a separate tub. And they want to put the, the toilet in its own little water closet. But that takes a lot of space. That does take a lot of space. But, I mean, some of the things to consider, especially with all of those sort of spatial areas that you mentioned, is usage. It really gives you the opportunity for two people to sort of use the space independently yet together at the same time. And you you really have to think about that. I mean, the two-sink thing, I mean, if you're going to be using the bathroom at the same time, okay, that makes sense. But then have the two sinks. Make sure you've got enough room for two people to be in there at the same time. It's kind of like a kitchen for two cooks. I mean, there's got to be space. But the first thing to go if space is tight, I think, is the second sink because you can you can use that space better for storage. Yeah, that's kind of a luxury item. What about the bedroom itself? How do you lay out the bedroom to allow plenty of space for everybody? Well, the, the first thing to think about is not only the furniture that you've got now and one in there, but somebody else's future needs. I mean, a lot. if you've got a queen-size bedroom, that's fine, or a queen-size bed, but the next owner might want a king-size bed. So add a little extra space if you can. And basically what you want is at least three feet on either side of the bed for your bedside tables and for walking room. <laughs> I'm laughing. I don't think I've ever had three feet on either side. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We, we had just uh, bought some new bedroom furniture. We were having a discussion as to whether or not we go king or queen, which is what we've been accustomed to. But going with the king really cut back on the space. And I figured I'd rather have more space to walk around it than have to sort of crawl over everything to get to it. Well, that's the key key is to plan it all out ahead of time. What about closets? I mean, I know my husband and I are always fighting for space, so how do you create almost a dressing room that makes it work for both of you to use everything and store all of your clothing? Well, it, it takes some careful planning, and in the ideal master suite, what people want is a walk-in closet that doubles as a dressing room, and in the best master suites, that walk-in closet is open to both the bedroom and the bathroom. Um, Fancy. Because yeah, exactly. Um, and I've seen some circular floor plans where you, can, where you can move freely between those three spaces, and it ends up being really practical, especially if somebody's getting up early. They can go into the bathroom, into the, into the dressing room, without disturbing somebody who's still sleeping. Hey, Kevin, one more question real quick. You know, we get a lot of calls about people wanting to sort of revamp the second story of their home or change the bedroom situations without expanding. Is it ever worth it to lose a bedroom to create this master suite to gain that space? My answer to that would be absolutely. Now, there's some realtors who may tell you that for resale value, you know, you want to maximize the number of bedrooms. But for the kind of spacious master suite that we've been talking about, you know, it, 
and you have an existing house, the best way to get that might be to sacrifice one of those bedrooms and to, and to use that space. That's a great tip. Kevin Ireton, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. If you'd like to read Fine Home Building's story called Master the Master Suite, that is in the current edition of Fine Home Building Magazine on newsstands now. or available online at finehomebuilding.com. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Leslie. All right, well, now you've got your juices flowing creatively about that master suite of your dreams, and perhaps it includes a fireplace. Well, we've got an easy way to make cleaning a fireplace screen part of your regular cleaning routine right after this. Is dryness a problem in your home? Especially in winter months, dry air can make skin itchy. Make your throat and nose dry. I can't talk! And don't forget about static shock. It also causes walls, hardwood floors, and home furnishings to become dry and cracked. Put an end to dry air problems with an April Air Automatic Humidifier, the best cure for indoor air dryness. Never too dry, never too moist. Just the optimum amount of humidity based on outdoor temperatures. Protect your health, your comfort, and your furnishings by putting an end to dry air with whole home humidification from April Air. Now, doesn't that feel better? <sighs> April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Soaring energy prices, brutal insurance rates, variable rate loans that go nowhere but up. These are very tough times for homeowners. So we decided to do something about it. That's right. We partnered with the American Homeowners Association to create a program to ease the squeeze on American homeowners. And we're so sure that you're going to save tons of money using this unique membership that we're going to give you a month for free. Not only that, we'll give you a pair of top-notch electronic tools from Zircon, the LaserBall 360, and the Stud sensor i60 just for becoming a member you will save money with your membership we guarantee it call 1-866-REAL-HOME that's 1-866-REAL-HOME it's a no-brainer but you're going to have to be one of our first 1,000 members so call right now at 1-866-REAL-HOME when it's time to choose a new entryway for your home choose the brand more building professionals prefer thermatrue doors ThermaTrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, ThermaTrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents ThermaTrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is ThermaTrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which ThermaTrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit ThermaTrue.com. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Before hitting the airwaves, I spent 20 years as a home inspector making sure home buyers were not moving into real-life money pits. And after doing 6,000 inspections, I knew exactly which brand of water heater I could trust 
and that brand is Rheem. Rheem tank and tankless water heaters are dependable and energy efficient. Rheem tankless units never run out of hot water and cost 25% less to run. Rheem's tank units include state-of-the-art features like Everclean, which prevents sediment buildup and reduces energy costs. If you want dependable, energy-efficient hot water, you want Rheem. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. That's SmarterHotWater.com. I trust Rheem for my hot water, and so can you. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories, with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where a tool belt is always considered high style. I'm Tom Kreitler. <laughs> and I'm Leslie Segretti. In fact, I'm wearing my fashionable accessory right now. All right. I like to go for a pink suede one. It was a holiday gift. Personally, I prefer my Prada tool belt. The Prada oh, leather really? hammer. Loop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the logo all over my tool. <laughs> You're crazy, folks. Go with a nice, simple brown leather one. Get it at your home center. There's no need to pick a fancy one, unless you want to be that tool belt diva who will remain nameless well we've got a great prize for you this hour all you got to do is give us a call at 888 money pit because you ask your question on the air you get the info you need to get the job done and you also get a pretty cool prize to help you tackle some things around the house and around the yard we're giving away a shovel prize pack from our friends over at Ames true temper it includes three types of different shovels for tons of different outdoor works and it's going to help your back feel great after all that bending digging shoveling it's worth seven bucks, but it can be yours for free. Call us right now if you want to win. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask us. Well, after you get done using those shovels outside, you might be in the mood for a fire. And sitting by the fire is a perfect activity to relax you after you do all that outside work. But you want to make sure that your fireplace screen is clean and free of buildup so you can really enjoy it. So here's how you do just that. Once or twice a season, use a cleaning solution of an eighth of a cup of liquid dishwashing detergent per quart of water to remove that caked on dirt. You gently want to scrub the screen with a soft bristle brush and follow up by wiping it with a lint-free cloth. And that's going to help it avoid rusting. Now, if you've got sections of brass there, you want to polish those with a brass cleaner and a lint-free cloth. And if you don't want to use a brass cleaner, here's another trick of the trade. You can mix up your own brass cleaner by taking some fresh lemon juice and crushing into that some salt. Those two things together, lemon juice and salt, makes a really great natural cleaner for not only brass, but also copper. We've got those copper bottom pans that will take out the, the tarnish out of the copper. So a little lemon, a little salt, and you'll be on your way to a cleaner screen. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Heather in Maryland's got a concrete situation that's all cracked up. Tell us about the problem. Uh, I had a concrete pattery, patio, it's like 30 by 30, poured um, not this past summer, but the summer before, and even before the winter this year, I noticed um, a crack that goes all the way across it and um, then a couple of smaller ones. Um, and they haven't separated yet, but I am concerned because there's no rebar in it that I'm going to end up with a split and, like, an unlevelness to it. Um, what's the solution to that? <laughs> what can I do without 
making it look, you know, not finished anymore. Heather, repairing uh, concrete patios is a difficult task because you have to use the right type of material, and generally those are epoxies. Okay. And there's a good line of products out for a company called Avatron. Their website is abatron.com, avatron.com. And they're for residential and commercial uh, concrete repair purposes. And what you're going to want to do is probably use one of the patching compounds on all of those cracks. Now, in terms of the movement, as you mentioned, there's no rebar in there. Frankly, there's not a whole lot you can do at this point. I would seal up the cracks and monitor it. If it gets so bad that it's moving a lot, one of the options that you could think about doing would be putting concrete pavers on top of that. The paver bricks uh, come in a wide variety of styles, are not very expensive, and the old concrete patio could make a good base for those. If after filling it with the product that you um, mentioned, mm-hmm. is it an option to stain it, or would that be something that would be very obvious with the filler in there? I'm not so sure staining would be a good idea, but you could use one of the epoxy paints. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because the stain, you know, depending on the translucency, is going to adhere differently to that patched area. So then it, you know, it could become more obvious. Yeah, but if you paint it with one of the epoxy paints, uh, these are two-part epoxies. They're chemical cures, and they work inside and outside. Quickrete makes one. Rust-Oleum makes one. Uh, go find one that you like the colors and the texture of it and, and, and go with that, because that can also be painted right over the crack repair, and it'll all look nice. Oh, great. Well, you can even, instead of even using one of those epoxy kits, you can get basic, you know, concrete paint and tape out perhaps a terracotta tile pattern with maybe a little cobalt tile pattern in the center. Go ahead and paint a base color right over your taped lines. And then once that dries and seals in the paint, you can pick that terracotta color and paint in that area. You can do something really creative. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Heather. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mike needs some help cleaning the deck. What can we help you with? What's going on? I really enjoy your show. I have a composite deck that I put down. This is actually the second season. And uh, I'm getting some mold. uh, And I don't really understand why. And I don't know what the proper way to clean it is. I mean, there's no moisture accumulation. It's out in the sun all day long. Is is it uh, a propensity towards getting mold composite? Yes. Actually, composite is part wood, and because it's part wood, it's going to get mildew. It's not really technically mold, but it's a mildew, the same mildew that could form on a fence or a roof. And it does need to be cleaned Uh. periodically, so not unusual. And while composites are certainly more maintenance-free than any wood deck product Mm -hmm. out there, they do need to be cleaned. There's a number of different deck products that are available to do just that. Yeah, there's actually a good one from the Flood Company, and it's their Dexwood Deck Cleaner and Brightener. And it's made for wood, but it also works on vinyl surfaces and composites. And it does a great job of sort of restoring and refreshing the color on the surface, but also getting rid of mold or mildew or ground in dirt and debris. And that's really going to help freshen the surface as well. And you should do this seasonally. I would do it either at the beginning or the end of the season. Usually it makes sense to do it in the beginning because it's gotten all of the dirt and debris from the winter season. But if you've got the mildew growing on it now, you want to tackle it before it's got all winter to sort of sit there and grow more. Gee, and here I went ahead and got composite because I thought all I had to do was hose it down every once in a while. Well, you do. You just, you just have to use a cleaner when you do that. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It's still a great choice. I mean, you're not refinishing it every few years. So hey, that's it's easy good. for us to say we don't have to help them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, it's not a little, you know, it's like a 20 by 40 deck. <laughs> wow, that's pretty nice. I hear you. In the years I used to be a contractor, we called those aircraft carriers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. When we come back, we've got tips for you on caring for all that natural stone in your home next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by, well, by us. Save hundreds a month on groceries, not to mention significant savings on home improvement products and services with your new Money Pit American Homeowners Association membership. And get $50 in Zircon tools if you join in the next 30 minutes. Call now, 866-REAL-HOME. That's 866-REAL-HOME. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are you tackling a home improvement project that involves paint or carpet and you're not sure how much to buy? Then head on over to moneypit.com because we have some of our most favorite calculators there that will help you figure that out. They're available for free at moneypit.com. And while you're there, click on Ask Tom and Leslie and shoot us an email question because we know you can't always call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Sometimes you're busy. Sometimes you're driving. Don't drive off the road, go home, get online, and click on Ask Tom and Leslie at MoneyPit.com. All right, we've got an email here from Howard in Fairlawn, New Jersey, who writes, I have a marble countertop on the vanity in our bathroom, and a cleaning solution was applied that has caused a small section to lose its sheen. How can I restore the section back to its original luster? Well, Howard, I can bet you that that cleaning solution that you used had some sort of vinegar or an acid in it. Because, it etched it, right? Yeah, even vinegar, if you dilute it down so much, when you're dealing with a natural stone like that, what happens is it sort of etches the top, but then not only just etching, it kind of forms like a, an impervious film on top of the stone, so now it can't breathe through its pores. I know it sounds weird, it's not living, but it, it can't breathe, and so now all that moisture is getting stuck, causing it to cloud over. So remove any wax, anything that's on there that might be sealing it on top, then apply a new sealer. You're going to have to do it every so often, but that will make the whole surface shine. You know, there's a website called uh, StoneCare.com. It's got a lot of sealer and polishing products for marble that I like, and uh, these guys really got the science down, because it really is sort of a chemical equation. If you mm-hmm. use the wrong thing. It can really ruin the product. Yeah, we've got a short one here from Paulette who writes, is there any way to clean small, probably oil spots from an asphalt driveway? Yes, fix the car, Paulette. <laughs> and after you get done doing that, mix up a solution of TSP, trisodium phosphate, available at most home centers and hardware stores, usually in the paint aisle because it's a good pre-painting cleaner as well. And mix it up in like a paste. Put it on that oil spot, let it sit for uh, 10 minutes or so, and then rinse it off. Yeah, and if it's giving you a hard time, take a good stiff bristle brush and give it a scrub. But that really does the trick. Okay, would you like to give your home decor a bit of a boost? Consider changing the look of the room from season to season. Sound too complicated? It's really not. And you can do it for less than 50 bucks. Leslie's got the lowdown on today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, and let me tell you, giving any room in your home a fresh, seasonal vibe is super easy, and it's going to keep you from wanting to redecorate all the time. It's going to save you from having to do new paint, new wallpaper, whatever it is, because if you just change that layer of decorative accessories, it can really make a huge world of difference. You know, those items like your throw pillows, candles, any decorative items, even picture frames, they can really set the tone for warmer and cooler times of the year. When you're doing this, you want to choose colors and fabrics that really evoke the feeling of the season that you're trying to represent. Think about light and airy fabrics working great for the summertime and also luxurious fabrics, you know, rich, deep tones, perfect for the winter. Even whites on whites and different types of textures and types of fabrics will help you set that layered feeling.
healing. And the best of all is that you can accomplish all of this for less than 50 bucks if you wait for those after-season sales that all of those stores have. Pick up things when you see them, store them away for the proper time of year, and then rotate things around the house so you always get a nice, fresh look on the lowest cost possible. 888-666-3974 is the number you should call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you're inspired to tackle a home improvement project, you don't know how to get started, call us. If we're not in the studio at 3 a.m. on Sunday morning, no problem. We'll call you back (laughs) the next time we are. Seriously, any time of the day or night, we are here to help you with your home improvement projects. Coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to give you some tips on grout cleaning. It's one way a new bathroom can look pretty grimy and dirty and old. But there are some cool products out there that will keep grout looking new and clean longer as well. We'll tell you how to do that job next week on the show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Hey, 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 money pit.